0: Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends, and welcome to JCB Live. This is the end of July, and for this end of July, it's all about sensory, it's all about emotion, it's all about vibration, it's all about the smell. You discover this summer all around the world, wherever you are, Asia, Europe, Africa, South America, the United States, Canada, you smell we have tonight for you an expert of sensory. She is the queen of sensory. She created her whole life all around the sense, And this is very exciting because she discovered wine a few years ago, some wonderful wines from Mendocino we're gonna be trying as well. And we will be talking about what drives her, about fragrance, perfume, sensory, what she looks for, how she analyzes it, and who she is so dear friends i'm very pleased to introduce you the ceo of our own firm it's so exciting named em aroma for her name eva marie lind like the charm did you see that eva what i did for you yes did you see the energy was as powerful as your tattoo (laughs) one of them Ooh, would you be willing to share where you have more? (laughs) Something tells me.
1: Some things remain mystery.
0: (laughs) Oh, you think it's better that way? Well, we're going to need temptation, but this one is beautiful. I could see that this one has a lot of flowers and aromas on it. What is this one about on your right shoulder?
1: Oh, this one. It's a long uh, story Um it goes down my back. Um, this, my grandfather did when I was 10 and it is my Gaelic name, which is Kalina, Kalina Brienne. And my name is Ava, but um, yeah. it, um, and I had the decision when I became older would I remove it or would I redo it? And uh, my artist, my tattoo artist, Matthew, he decided we would redo it because there is a Celtic uh, superstition that is if you, if you tattoo a child before they come to puberty they are protected by this ink. And if, you, if it does not change color, then it means they aren't they're only half worldly they're only half here they're actually residing in another realm and that realm is protecting them this was my grandfather he was very
0: (laughs) very spiritual this is so cool thank you so much i had no idea that ink possibly as a tattoo protects you so thank you
1: it's actually you know the book um the myths of avalon
0: Yeah,
1: I read uh, in my thirties, and uh, inside they talk on it. It was the first time I ever found reference where it's called blue woad, and it's an herb, and that herb makes the ink, and it's actually true. (laughs) It wasn't just Ah. a story.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Is there another place you're willing to share where you have a tattoo that you recommend others do it. Oh, yes. I love that. So tell us about this one.
1: And this one is Lassia andare. in, in Italian means to let go. Oh, To, to let it go to be in the in the moment in the presence of knowing that there's, there's more waiting. And to not be attached to the emotions of the moment. And it's the iris, which is one of the plants I was studying deeply between France and Italy. And it came at a time when I was doing a project in Italy to the oris root.
0: Wow. You got to tell us about the iris because, you know, I send you some of the perfume we make Yes. with Olivia Giacobetti. And as you know, number 13. Yes. Iris is very present as one of the most refined, high profile and unique, unique flower in fragrances. That's the one. So tell us about the Iris. Um, Well,
1: for me in perfumery, it's one of the most mysterious, one of the most difficult to get qualities, one of the most difficult to blend to really uh, allow it to have performance inside a perfume. And it's a fascinating plant because it does not create its powerful aromatic molecules until about seven years. So you're dealing with a plant that you're kind of hoping you're planting it you're watching it flower you're waiting 3 years you're then digging up rhizomes you're then pro- you're processing those rhizomes you're drying them you're tumbling them you're chopping them you're doing all these manipulations that will encourage the aromatic molecules you hope from the way it was stewarded and cared for on the land and then you pull it in and you create what's called a butter. Generally, it's butter first. And um you have a variety of different extracts from the auras, but they all have different aromatic uh, nuances and uh, postures and presence within what you create, but also on their own. I so love when it. you when you sit with the organoleptics, for instance of it, to sit with maybe a butter and then to sit with an absolute, it's, you, they're so drastically different. And, but the, everything about the flower in nature is so fragile, so mm-hmm. fragile, but yet it has this essence that creates so much power and strength and, and ability. If you put the right, the, the right partners with it.
0: <laughs> Sounds like me very fragile oh,
1: okay <laughs> i more fragile
0: <laughs> i love how you describe it and i'm with you and dear friends for all of you you love fragrance you love our jcb fragrance this is the most expensive uh, ingredient is actually the iris flower today and olivia giacobetti with whom we work with on those two fragrance number zero and uh, number 13, which is my lovely wife's favorite, this is the one, is uh, a lot of iris. So I'm so pleased. Eva, you you love the iris as your favorite flower as well.
1: These were the two that were out of your spectrum that attracted me the most.
0: Ooh, I'm delighted. We found two out of five. This is a good percentage. <laughs> well. I I enjoyed all of them. Thank you. So Eva, what um, made you become such an aroma, you know, expert? I mean, you're a flavorist, a therapist, a aromatist, as we call it in French. So, and I understand as well an agronomist. So tell us about all that. How did you become so much in touch with your own self as well as the senses?
1: A lot of it I think is a mystery, but um, also in uh, early part of my life, uh, I went through very deep tragedy in my 20s and um, the recovery from that actually came from an aromatic plant and aromatic oil, which I really did not know uh, the science of or the the particulars and Which it had, flower was that it was basil it was holy oh. basil and um i had to know why uh at the time i was uh, cre- i had created a natural food co-op and i was working very deeply in organics before it was very popular mm-hmm. and um And I had to understand, it's kind of the way my brain is, I have to understand why things are having the impact that they are. And I began studying and then suddenly I began uh, blending. And one of the first blends, one of the first creations, I created won an award and I couldn't quite figure it out. And then I went on from there to work at a clinic off the University of Michigan. And the doctor there made me a therapist before I had any of my trainings. So the process that happened after that is I would discover through a research study that I participated in that I was a synesthet. And my synesthesia is when I smell, I see color. And when I see color, I smell wow when i when i create with oils i'm painting like a painter or i'm making a piece of music like a musician so i learned this about myself so it made sense on the perfumer and then i in the early 90s i helped develop a nonprofit here in america called the american alliance of aromatherapy and i became their educational director
0: Mm. and through
1: through them, I met um, a group of French doctors, and they were so impressed by my knowledge and ability to sit and talk about chemistry and about sensory perception, and not just the external senses. I studied also very deeply the internal senses because Steiner and Waldorf training was my, was my background. And- I um, yes.
0: and- love it.
1: And so then they gave me scholarship to um, the last existing medical college in Paris. And sponsored me for a year. And I went in and I trained in pharmacy in hospital in um, South of France on GC, MS, um, like really understanding all the technicalities that I already intuitively had sort of Felt, I knew, but now I had the basis and the foundation. And so then I did the same thing with my perfumery, And, uh, I became a college educator. I had to like create curriculum around what I had learned. So it's kind That's of
0: amazing. And I'm so <laughs> excited. Dear friends, you know, Eva and I are meeting for the first time. We've been referred by a very close friend of ours named Julia Smith-Madrone and We've all discussed the idea of getting together and we haven't because of this COVID situation, but we will soon. And we have so much in common because we are so much, as you know, into aroma, fragrance, essences, and obviously organic and biodynamic as well. So I'm so impressed. So Eva, I'm going to ask you to describe JCV number nine, because this is one of my favorite sparkling wine we make (laughs) in the world of... Carneros, and this is a Pinot Gris, Pinot Noir, and Chardonnay blend from 2016. So what do you think of it? Tell us in terms of aroma, flower, fragrance, all of the above. Um, I opened
1: it about five minutes before we came on, so that was nice. And then I tried it in two shapes. So I have the, the larger shape and the smaller, the flute and the larger, which what I find really interesting is the, it's vastly different in the the container you're drinking from. I tend to prefer this one just because it's more expensive. Um, Me
0: too.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to like this, this much better i think this is uh restraining what it can like produce for you um i found it um very supple uh i wrote um some notes um that i had a bit of stone fruit a bit of apple but the apple was interesting because it it's kind of for me it's a bit of a cross between something that's green but something that's pink like it kind of a cross between it um, I have a really nice essence of um, lime, the, but, but more than the lime fruit. The, I have a bit of the leaf, I have a bit of the flower in my nose, in my smell. Yeah. Um, I had a, a tiny bit of quince, I felt. Um, I felt like the acidity of it, I feel the acidity of it has like this yeah. really nice backbone. Like it's really makes me feel very um, supported, you know. Where sometimes when you have a a effervescent wine, you feel kind of, you know, you're exploding. (laughs) But this one makes me feel very present and very very grounded, and I liked that about it. The minerality I liked quite a bit.
0: What a description! I love it. So, um, Eva, if you don't mind. Yes. You know, you've done an amazing job describing it, and thank you for taking notes on it. Uh, show our friends how important the nose is, even more than sometimes the mouth
1: mm-hmm.
0: in terms of fragrance or tasting wine, because you did such an amazing job. So show us your intellectual organization in tasting. Guide us. So we <laughs> do the same.
1: OK, Um well, I do it a bit different um, when I'm doing a tasting. I, I like the five S's, um, uh, you know, to see and uh, to sniff and or to swirl first, sorry. And then to sniff and then to um, sip and savor. I like that guidance for people because it's very, a lot of my work is about, Although I could talk terribly technical because that's my training, I try really not to. I try to come from the emotive aspects, the accessibility aspects. I want, I want the everyday person to be able to pick up a glass and go, oh, I, can do, I can do this. This is not that's difficult. Fine. I can do this like, and, and get excited about that. And I, that's what I've consistently seen from my tastings and from my work. So perfumers, when they smell, you know, wine people, I I watch wine people dipping in and I do the same. And I always try to go side to side. Um, But for me, it's really not that way. So usually I prep myself. I do, as I would do in yoga, I do like a pranayama breath so that I'm preparing. So I'm breathing in. You're clearing. I'm breathing out.
0: Yeah, I'm doing it with you.
1: And I'm breathing out. So I do that usually twice. And what happens when you're doing that breath, it's not just that you're. Mm. You're clearing your nose or your palate you're creating a, a climate inside between the heart the lungs the respiratory uh and also the sacral you know that's how, right how grounded you are i'm so, doing it
0: as we speak the sacral <laughs> i just did it dylan is doing it jen is doing it we're all we're doing it in the. New Yoga Studio, you just created right now. I was
1: trying I to think. I just read this wonderful piece of research. Just oh, Jonathan Mueller. Jonathan Mueller just wrote this wonderful, he's a neuropsychiatrist. Uh-huh. And so much of my work around oils, although I could sit and talk therapeutically, because I was trained in 220 oils, and I was trained internally, externally. Peseris, the whole medical range. But wow. for me, just like drinking wine and the the division between technicality and emotion, I really deal with the emotion. And he made this wonderful statement that stuck with me so strongly in that when we are smelling, when we are creating this relationship with our senses, we are actually creating an internal um intimacy with ourselves not with others not with the world but with ourselves and i thought ah i haven't really thought on that for a long period of time like how often do we really express intimacy to ourselves and um and so it the processes by which i smell and i taste all of a sudden became so clear to me because that's exactly what they do. You're creating, just like you're doing alternate breath, you're creating this persona and this climate for yourself of intimacy. You're going into yourself and becoming one with yourself. So another thing in perfumery, when we do, um, I have one of your strips. Um, so, you know, if we've done a perfume strap, we spray the perfume. A lot of the breath is about creating currents of air. And what you find is if you do this with your glass as well. So once you swirl.
0: I'm doing it with you. I love to be a student.
1: So take a, a sniff first, but then.
0: Oh, a very different feel.
1: Do a waft with your other hand, it's yeah. like, but you see how this all of a sudden went for me, it was like very crisp at the top yeah. and kind of that stone fruit in the pear, but then all of a sudden pear just gets very big for me. It's like, it's like when the tree is blooming, you know, totally. it's, not when it's not when you're picking the fruit or eating the fruits when it's blooming. So it, it almost does create a bloom. So we, we practice that. And then the other thing we practice, which is very powerful, is um, what we call, so you have orthonasal, so you breathe yes. in, that's your orthonasal, your olfactory, All of here. But, but then there's retronasal. So yes. retronasal takes just a little bit more, they use it very often in beer, beer and coffee even, but they don't really in wine. And I thought, why? Why not? Why not and wine? So retronasal is basically you're doing if you're doing your your swirl, you're doing your your sniff. But then what you're doing when you're getting ready to sip is you're closing your nose. You're going to be closing your nose. Then you're going to sip and you're yeah. going to fill your mouth with the juice as you normally would. When you swallow. You're going to breathe out and unplug your nose at the same time. So
0: <laughs> let's do it together. I'm doing it with your wine. Ah! Oh. Ah! Oh. Ah! Oh. Ah! Oh
1: didn't really have that impact. Oh. <laughs> but you see how it's it's a completely different. It's reaching your olfactory and it's reaching your nasal area and it's reaching even oh. for me into the brain area in a completely different manner. So when I when I'm working with wine, just like I work with oils, I'm working with emotives. So not only the aroma and the flavor but how is this how is this wine impacting me is it making me feel joyful or is, and the more you do this the more you begin to have this emotional connection i totally me.
0: see it no thank you immensely this is a great way to do it and you know i taste a lot of wines per day yes. as we make wine and i used to do that even at school but now I'm going to use it again. This is a great advice to uh, to practice. Now, I just served your first wine. We're tasting Chateau Frey, right? And you're going to tell us all about it because this is quite a wine from Mendocino. But as you taste it, um, what inspired you to become an expert in terms of what we call the sensorial olfactory world because you're one of the leading expert in this world so we're very honored to be together today and what what was what inspired you to do this um
1: i had never there really is nothing for me that has impact on body mind spirit and soul all in one circle as our perception of smell and taste and when i began working in the worlds of coffee and tea and flavor creating beverages um, uh, culinary working in the culinary world working in mixology i began to relate more to that flavor and taste are two different things completely different but yet we don't really pay attention to that and so for me the more i was in tune with flavor the more i recognized that it coincided with smell and they weren't separate and to me i feel it's A number one key to wellness and that is a passion and a drive is to be healthier inside this world inside of ourselves and uh and if we can also advance that between wearing a perfume drinking a wine (laughs) um how marvelous because these are usually considered a an external uh, activity why isn't it an internal activity why isn't it a daily activity yeah. and i think living in italy and france especially my relationship to wine wine became more like food and medicine and so again it, it circled back to my work where there was the pleasure and the necessity so they they were hand in hand so
0: Okay. I love that. The pleasure and the necessity. This is very, very well said. So explain us as well the mission of your personal studio, which is called E.M. home. Because I think we're here to mention to the world that you exist and what you do at the boundaries of flavor, fragrance, aroma, wine, it's really spectacular. So as we having a toast with your wine, Chateau Frey.
1: Chateau Frey, Pinot Gris.
0: Beautiful wine. Ooh!
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm clearing. <laughs> I'm gonna hold my nose. oh you see so then, i'm a computer and i listened.
1: so then another thing that i do with the uh, wine groups is you just did this um i would say that when you usually i encourage you to to sip it and swallow first so you can see the differences yeah. the variances but when you do the variances what generally in this wine pops out for me is it has a lot of magnolia a lot of magnolia bloom like in the wow. spray and um and so um uh, i lost my train of thought
0: <laughs> but, i know that's that's uh, that's okay so what inspires you to? oh break,
1: i do, i know i remember now You're so bad. what i would do as a perfumer which is just wonderful. is do the practice of sense exploration. Yes. And sense exploration, so I would go to my repertoire of, of perfume ingredients, find my magnolia, take a strip, put a bit of the magnolia on the strip, and then we would do the this sip in the savor, and then the retronasal sip in the savor, and then we would do sense exploration, and sense exploration would be smelling that magnolia and then doing the process again. And what happens for people if you don't tell them it's magnolia is maybe eight times out of 10, people will get it. They'll go, oh my God, there's a flower. There's like a white flower. Oh, it's magnolia. So it's a really powerful um, introduction, utilizing the perfume ingredients alongside the wine because you're enhancing what's in the glass and you're allowing people who may not generally be able to identify or to really enjoy it at that depth to do that to have that process
0: that's right i love it so this wine is from mendocino it says it's tray cool Right, which is written on the back label. It's a Pinot Gris. C'est fantastique. So you make it?
1: Mm -hmm. So so I've been artist in residence with Fry for two years and two months. Wow. Slowly, my residency will close. Don't know where I'm going, but (laughs) here I am in California. We'll see. And... um, uh, so the beautiful thing is I, I already had a relationship with the, the people who are sort of at the top of Fry Wine, um, and so coming here, I was able to, one of my fascinations and what drove me through my travels and drove me to do the work that I do is, is traveling to understand transparency. To really understand how my materials are created, so I've done that to about 40 countries now. Wow! And so when I came here, it was the same thing. I wanted to, I wanted to understand the terroir. I wanted to understand the eror. I wanted to understand, you know, how many miles is this piece of property from the sea or from the mountains? Or, I it's really fascinating to me. And this happens in perfumery. So a lot of my work when a fragrance house brings me in, they bring me in as a natural specialist because my palate is naturals. And they might say to me, this, this actually was a scenario. A perfumer might say, I have to use geranium. I have to use it that the client wants me to use geranium and it's not working it's not working, no matter what percentage. So then I look at, I review the, the formulation, and then I might say, well, what about, you're using a French, you're using uh, a bourbon, but why aren't you using an Egyptian? That's and right. then they're, they're like, really? And then, and then we go through the formula using the new sourcing and using new percentages, and all of a sudden it works. So I feel the same thing with wine. Um, it, this year, I'll I'll be here through Harvest on purpose to really identify to the grapes. I want yeah. to understand the grapes. I want to understand the different sections of our properties. And um, there's about 400 acres here. So it's a nice starting space for me to be able. So the Pinot Gris, for instance, would come not just from one block but several well what happens is if your olfactory is very keen they smell and taste different so you can actually then blend that so you're it's it's singular it's a singular varietal but you're working with these different spaces so you're able to um to blend i love that i mean that's I want to make something smell and taste as good you've as. You've made it.
0: fragrance, you've made candles, you've made essences. So now it's wine.
1: Now it's wine.
0: <laughs> well, let's try, as we have a few minutes left together on this beautiful last day of July. Let's try your red as well. Wow. tray cool. This is chocolate. This is plum. This is black currant. I mean, there's a lot of flavors here, but how was it to sensorially travel to 40 countries? What was the big learning for you?
1: Um, well, I never anticipated that it would be so many countries and it, it gets in your blood. You know, this time of COVID is very interesting where we're all a bit landlocked because I was quite used to getting on a plane Every other month, and being somewhere different, and um, I'm really very happy that I did that for so many years because I don't have too many regrets right now, even though there are several countries I would really like to go and explore. Um, so uh, it's it's very humbling it's very grounding yes it uh, it keeps you um very removed from your ego uh, it keeps you very sensible mm. um, I adore learning other cultures how they think and work and many times it's definitely not a culture that I might be able to integrate with 90% of the time for instance I fit very well in France i fit perfectly in italy but in egypt in nepal in the the hills of nepal like going to the himalayas i I was out of my comfort zone yeah and by putting yourself out of your comfort zone it's interesting how coming back home your relationship to everything is so different
0: for sure now from an aromatic standpoint essence standpoint what do you what's the big takeaway of going to those 40 countries and what did you bring into what you teach what you do that is fundamental
1: hi interesting question i think um I think the essence of never getting too caught up in myself Mm. and always recognizing that we're an element of a a larger system, that um, it was easy for me to become a minimalist. It was easy for me to, um, things that many people would struggle with became very easy for me because I became more significant to the whole and less significant to the moment and the space at hand, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Well said. Wow. So a handling experience in many ways.
1: Very, very much. And and just recognizing how how large the world is, how you know that, um yeah, how small we are. <laughs> how, how how rather insignificant we are and yet how absolutely valuable and magnificent we are. Because we each are yes exactly we're we're all a part of a larger something larger that's happening to me that's really the message of covid i think is to get back to our sensibilities our roots little philosophic but that's how i feel
0: (laughs) no that's great so in terms of that give us an idea of your new book
1: My new book is interesting. Uh, journey. Sorry, <laughs> it was. Um, did the wine make you sneeze?
0: I think so, <laughs> <laughs> and again and again. <laughs> the energy of the no sulfide,
1: it's yes, exactly. It's all the earth.
0: <laughs> That's it, it's, the it's earth, all
1: the earth. <laughs> yeah lots of hay
0: <laughs> i love it um, i'm of excitement <laughs>
1: um what was your question again please
0: about your new book
1: oh uh, the new book so the new book is very fascinating i don't even know to share this but i'm i'm a terribly honest person and they usually say what you see is what you get it's usually true um I was very on a, a course with the book, you know, like how to integrate perfume and wine and um how would I lay out this book. I have a a lovely friend, a man who's a well-known illustrator in Italy, and he got very excited and wanted to we, we've been wanting to do a book together, and he got very excited about it and all of a sudden, <laughs> one day I'm researching and I see the perfume of wine by a man, uh, author, and a man who calls himself an Onia, Ania, Parfumer, I'm not quite sure I'm pronouncing it right, but we're, we're the opposite. <clears throat> My background is perfume to wine, his is wine to perfume. So
0: okay.
1: his father was a, a vintner and uh, and he works in the world of wine and he's already crossing the world of perfume and wine. And we actually connected recently and have talked a little bit. Um, and. But but it was a very good journey. All these journeys are very good. It reminded me of when I did my first book, Aromatiques, and who i am as an individual and as i said earlier although it's very vastly important to me to understand technicality and chemistry and all the in in agronomy for instance you know what is the ph of the soil how you know how are the vines clipped how are the roots going i want to know all this it's just who i am and it helps me understand but ultimately i'm a sensualist yes they called me essentialist in my book and I was really horrified my editor chose ah. this. a essentialist guide to aromatic oils i'm like oh my god I'm like, i
0: like it it would make it's me going to ruin book. my
1: reputation but the fact is is that that's who i am that's how i view life just as i talked about i view emotions and that is extremely important to me and um and so His book is wonderfully technical, technicalities, a lot of technicalities, a lot of chemistry. It's very important, especially if you want to make a good wine, but that's not who I am, you know? It's not who I want to express to people. So the book is now has done a metamorphosis in becoming exactly how i am with people making things accessible talking about the fundamentals for instance i just did a tasting with women and i talked about oh, how perfume and wine are so synergistic how they go together hand in hand and one of the practices we did was looking at the perfume pyramid and understanding volatility which is a bit technical but not too deep and then how that relates to the plants so i love it the citrus the fruit the 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 flowers going down until you get to the barks and the roots and practicing that in the mouth because there's practices also inside the mouth that i do where you break that down so you're actually dealing with a perfume in the mouth so these are the types of things i think I would like to express and bring forward in a fun way, in a fun way, not too terribly serious and leave the technicality in the serious to other
0: authors. (laughs) So let's do that with this wine in the mouth. So guide us, guide us. You you did on the nose earlier, do the mouth.
1: Through the mouth.
0: Ooh, ooh, we are going to the mouth, dear friend. (laughs) And then I have one more very big question for you.
1: Okay, in the mouth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just want to look at uh, what I sent to you so that I see if I sent you. You know, what's really beautiful about this um, wine, this blending, which is a Bordeaux style, but is that many of the notes that hit the nose hit the mouth and so for instance this is just a for instance in it what's beautiful in that rhythm of a pyramid as there is an essence within this wine in the heart that is like bittersweet cocoa yeah but also labdanum and if you know labdanum in perfume i'm sure you do which is the sisters so many types of extractions of it but there's there organoleptically when it, you break it down it can break down from this kind of green resiny um a very piercing pronounced top to this that's right this beautiful sort of dry, earthy, um, woody uh, essence, almost like, you know, walking through a forest. And what happens with this one for me is on the nose, we'll just take that one ingredient, that labdam pops out as, as its presence but in the mouth, it breaks to all those different variables and then plays off for me, plays off of the other variables. Mm -hmm. Another note in this, there is a lot of the violet on the edges, but in the mouth, the violet really expresses and generally in sort of the center of the tongue. So that's what I really love about this wine. Yeah, I'm with you
0: and you, You're helping me to find the violet, which is great. Mm. Tip of tongue. I love that strong presence of chocolate and plum together that is so seductive as you are.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Grazie.
0: (laughs) Prego, prego. (laughs) So now a big question, Eva. Oh dear. I'm going to hold you for two more minutes because I know a lot of my friends want to do dinner and we've learned so much about aroma, essence, wine tasting and all of that. What is your dream besides meeting a Frenchman and being happy forever again?
1: Well, you know, it's very funny because when he got the questions, uh, sort of pre questions, this, you know, this might be what you're asked. And I thought, oh, my, what is my dream? and honestly (laughs) as personal as it is i am single in the world i have been single for some
0: time so everybody in the chat chime in dylan is already raising his both hands you have have a date in napa valley
1: it is a dream but the dream is
0: that Ooh, Jen can... is raising her hands too, so you know. Oh,
1: great! Perfect.
0: You never know which <laughs> side you fancy. You have it all.
1: It's a mystery, um, but you know it's it's not just in meeting oh, someone; it's in meeting that uh, individual that doesn't want to change you, can accept all the. All the frailties it's very it's very rare in life, you know to you find... think that
0: individual exists or is it an insect or a snake or a bird or reincarnation of a soul?
1: <laughs> and then I think the other is, you know, my grandfather had a very large impact. Um, I grew up a foster child, um yeah, you asked about my perfumery, which is really fa- a little bit fascinating in that um my, my biologic mother, I would learn in my forties was actually perfume model for Guerlain, And, um, it's very interesting, the impact of aroma, because when I was in my twenties, I was making salves and different things. Um, and I had this passion for Benzoin, had this passion for that vanilla. Yeah. resiny Note. And I learned later that this is a note in Shalimar and this was the perfume my my
0: mother was uh from a, exactly a and oh, wow. it
1: makes you wonder did it start in the womb did it start in the womb
0: for sure exactly i think your product of your dna and your dna has defined eventually yeah. how you would evolve so remember you have a date with dylan he's behind the camera you're <laughs> going to see him shortly he's volunteering to have an aromatic session with you
1: or it's it's yours (laughs) but i will say
0: i'm be jealous i need to be his chaperone that day can i be
1: sure (laughs) more the merrier but you know i think i think my dream is really in my professional side is really to i would love to see scent and flavor become just as we go to the store and we get vitamins we pay attention to how that can impact us from a wellness level i that's very very big passion for me it's where perfume as wellness came from um to really integrate and then also work with our earth work with it work with the soil work with the, the naturalness of what we've been given and unfortunately humanity has destroyed somewhat to find a way to recover that i mean i'm very passionate about that
0: i could tell Ooh la la it requires another session in person you're going to have to come from mendocino to napa valley and we'll do one where we are right now at secret indulgence which is the place to do it you indulge in secret and you feel the essence of mother nature and the electricity of the frequency of the site.
1: I very much appreciate your work, um, Jean-Charles. I I actually, I I discovered this. Yes. On your website and uh, read. I'm in
0: love with that one because it's all about the secret energy.
1: Yeah, it's very lovely. And it really does. Bring a recognition to sensory perception and our senses and how they interface with us. And you're doing that work very lovely. And, you know, it, a winemaker making perfume. It's,
0: it's. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Well, you're very kind. So now, Eva, it's your last statement to the world. So the last question is not even a question, it's whatever you want to say to all our friends with us today and tomorrow because you know we have so many people with us tonight but many will be watching at another time so what's your big big message to all of us it could be wise it could be wild it could be about tattoo it could be about terroir it could be about aroma fragrance love passion
1: oh dear um
0: I love how you look up rather than down <laughs> for inspiration.
1: The cosmos. Yes. To <laughs> um, be my message. Uh, I'll leave this interview and I'll have uh, all types of brilliance on the tip of my tongue. Um I don't know, just to be um, present. I think to understand how large we are singularly in ourselves. Yes. in In the aspect of what we're the ability for us to enjoy, the ability for us to make a difference. I, one of my projects last year was with Jane Goodall, and uh, I worked on a project and products with her and IFF LMR. And it was such a joy to have her as a client, so to speak, because she really she really brought me back to the essence of myself. Yes. and. And I think especially in these times that were very, very, have been very difficult for many, not so much for myself in some respects, because of my background and my history and the way I grew up, I integrated, I was okay. I was still doing my artistic endeavors and being solitary has been a part of my journey. Um, But I think, you know, coming back to our essence you know and understanding just how how large that is and how much that we can obtain from that on a day-to-day basis it really fuels you you know
0: for the project Absolutely. So maybe that well beautifully said eva and congratulations, thank and thank you so much for sharing for that Level, prego, prego mille, that, uh, those words of wisdom. You know, it's very exciting. You're the first, really, you know, as you say in your uh, bio, designer, perfumer, flavorist, therapist, and agronomist, sensory sommelier, concept formulator, artist. I love it. So, you are all what I love. And um, at the end of this month of July, I want to wish you an amazing summer. I hope we get to see each other soon in Napa Valley. Come and visit. And dear it friends, is. the bachelors out there, go in the chat. Dylan is number one. Jen is number two. But then thereafter, <laughs> everything can happen. So see you soon.
1: Yes. Yes. And
0: thank you so much. It was thank very, you. very exciting.
1: I'm very honored. Thank you.